2: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan and joining me as always is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. Connor, how are you doing?
3: Sean, I haven't seen you since last year. I was going to do the joke! (laughs) Yes!
2: Yes! Listeners, I said, because I wanted him to give a a funny reaction, I told him I was going to do that joke (laughs) and he stole it from me.
3: You can't tell me what joke you're going to do, because for comedy purposes, I will steal it, just to see (laughs) you scramble.
2: You know, in many ways, this is funnier.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sean, it's been a long time. It's been up to and including a whole year. I'm not going to say any numbers, but since we last spoke, now, is it New Year, New Me?, or are you going to do a classic Marvel shit character here on Hero Zero, Shot?
2: Look, okay, you say a Marvel shit character. This is the show where we take one comic book character every single week. Could be good, could be bad. I pick Marvel, you pick DC. Yeah. And we give everyone a bit of a rundown to do with that character. And now, we
3: pretend to have some sort of rivalry, whereas all comic books are nice. But no, oh, Marvel are shit. It's
2: grand, it's grand that they all exist. And we we'll leave <laughs> it, it there. Now, Connor, there is a, there's a common trend on this show. Now, it hasn't shown up um, in the last couple of months because of other news and things like that. But there's there's a certain question that you ask me on the regular yeah. about a certain team of comic book superheroes.
3: Okay, let me let me just try and take Jared Leto news.
2: Not Jared Leto. That's a oh, DC man through and through.
3: Um, is this Detective Divelment I could ask. It
2: is it, um, is. it is not. You have one final guess before uh, all of your family are executed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Who? Um. Ahem. Sean. I was just wondering Really quickly What <laughs> exactly Are the Eternals
2: Oh a very good question Connor, And one that I no. aim To answer In this report
3: Yes because The joke has become That every time The Eternals pops up At any news source I ask that question And you have to go Through such a long Diatribe To try and fucking Explain Diatribe fucking- <laughs> That's a good stuff Isn't it It's a new year New me shot fucking word Of the day <laughs> calendar Connor. Day one, diatribe. (laughs) Day one, I'm not going to keep to it, I don't think. (laughs) Day six, still diatribe, I'm kind of forgetting them. Uh, But I always ask, what are the Eternals? And you have to just go on a big ramble to try and explain it to our simple minds. So, Sean, I'm interested to hear, what exactly are the Eternals? And can you break it down to us, the idiots?
2: I will do my level best. Now, Mm. what I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do a few Hero heroes covering different characters from the Eternals, because I think that's the best way to get an overview of them. So today we're starting with uh, the leader of the Eternals, Icarus.
3: Icarus. Um, Do we know who he's played by in the movie?
2: Played by Richard Madden in the Ah. upcoming February 2021 film, The Eternals. Indeed. King of the North. Can't, Let's get hope much it ends more,
3: can't get much more North in space. That's true. Well, it'll actually, well that'll come into
2: things, actually. <laughs> oh. uh, so Icarus is a member of the Eternals, a near immortal evolutionary offshoot of humanity created by the Celestials.
3: Oh, we now, should also just really quickly say that Marvel are doing an Eternals movie. It's <laughs> the reason why I always ask you. So, that is, they're going to add these into the MCU.
2: Exactly, exactly, and yeah. the more you hear about this, the more you will be surprised that they are including this in the yeah, MCU. Yeah,
3: and you'll be, like, trying to figure out how they're going to tackle it.
2: Yeah, so uh, Icarus was born over 20,000 years ago under a different name which has not yet been revealed. Oh. Yeah, it'll come into oh, things. So Richard Icarus Madden. <laughs> Richard Madden, the Eternal. Icarus's family belonged to a community of Eternals who dwelt in the city of Polaria, calling themselves Polar Eternals, while most of the other Eternals lived in the city of Olympia. Okay, right, very okay. interesting so, so far. So
3: so far, I admit you. There's cities. There's people. There's gods. I'm all in.
2: That's it. So uh, sounds the a continent. bit like a
3: diatribe so far. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the continents of atlantis and lemuria were sunk at in the year 18500 bc mm. by uh in an event known as the great cataclysm so what the great cataclysm actually was it was the second host of the celestials now i'm going to explain what hosts are very briefly. I'm struggling
3: to understand most of the words you're saying right now, so please.
2: That's fair enough, that's fair enough. You only have one word in that calendar. (laughs) I do!
3: I have to flip days really quickly (laughs) to learn English.
2: So the Celestials basically like to fuck around with the inhabitants of planets. They do it with humans, they've done it with the Skrulls, they've done it with the Kree. Um, And and they're done in, in phases called hosts. So the first host is when they pick okay, 99% 99% of the population are going to just evolve as regular humans. Then half a percent we're going to make Deviants, which are like evil monsters like Thanos and things like that. And then the other half a percent are going to be super-powered god beings, like the Celestials.
3: Oh! So they are kind of the creators of superheroes?
2: In a lot of ways, yeah. Now look, there are other ways to make superheroes, but in terms of Um, the oldest kind of idea of superheroes, that's what the Eternals are. The Celestials chose a certain branch of humanity to get fabulous powers.
3: Wow, okay.
2: So uh, when these two continents were sunk, um, when the Celestials came back, because what they do is they come back every so often to test and see what way um, humankind and society has evolved with these two... The two kind of powered races and then regular humans. So, when see they see if the
3: balance back, is there.
2: Exactly, and see, see what happens, basically. So, uh, when these continents were sunk, In- Icarus helped to guide an ark of refugees uh, led by a fellow Eternal to safety. The humans aboard the vessel mistook Icarus for a bird, and the tale became part of common human folklore. Like many of the Eternals account- encounters with humanity.
1: Right.
3: So, so, wait, he, he's not shaped like a man. He is shaped like a bird.
2: No, he, he's just he's a man, but he can fly and stuff.
3: All oh, right. So he's a man, he's but they walked in and just started going, Ca-caw! So, like, they were a bit bit on the dumb side, right. really. He was flying in
2: front of the sun, and if okay. you see oh, something yeah, flying, you're generally going to think bird, I think.
3: <laughs> no, mine, my first thought of spaceship. Second bird.
2: Now, like, if, but if you look at that story, Connor, <laughs> it's 18,500 BC, around the time of Noah and the Ark, they Did not have the,
3: They did not have Twitter back then?
2: They didn't, they didn't. Oh, I am out followers touch.
3: I am out touch. Yeah, there was a different type of followers back then.
2: That's it. Now, um, during the, when the Celestials returned to Earth to, to do this second host event... Uh, they disciplined one of their number by releasing its cosmic energies from within its armor. So the inanimate celestial that was then buried deep beneath the earth and became what is known as the Dreaming Celestial. Um, the weapon used to disperse, you know, the weapon used to release these cosmic energies um, was entombed along with this Dreaming Celestial beneath what's called the Pyramid of the Four Winds. Um, right.
3: That's a
2: lot of now, stuff. It's a lot to take in. It's Marvel cosmic bullshit at its yes. finest. Marvel um, cosmic
3: bullshit, yes!
2: As, but the only thing you need to know is that uh, Icarus's father and his uncle as well designed uh, a security feature that Icarus would always know if someone went into that facility. And Icarus then would be the only Eternal eventually uh, to know what was inside that pyramid. Okay, now,
3: and the pyramid is on Earth.
2: The pyramid is on Earth. Uh, it's in the uh, like the Arctic Circle, so it's far and, away and from most of humanity. When
3: you said that's like the 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 dream God or whatever, like is, is Icarus looking for his armor more so than him himself?
2: No. So it's the dreaming celestial um, is oh, just sorry. like he's a celestial that's like in 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 stasis kind of a thing. But it's it's just raw cosmic energy. So, the amount of damage that that could do if it was released. Yeah, okay. You know, and look, I'm sure none of this will ever come up again.
3: (laughs) This would be the plot of the movie, The Eternals, though.
2: Most likely, yes. Yeah,
3: there's like a a baby monitor in the room, and it goes like, fuck, someone's got into the pyramid.
2: There's a big blue beam in the sky.
3: (laughs) What the fuck is that?
2: Um, So in the centuries that followed this, Icarus would become a constant opponent of the Deviants, who, as I said, were a misshapen race who were also creation of the Celestials. Mm. So although Icarus was quick to oppose Deviants himself, other Eternals judged him as being brash and headstrong. Now, his closest friends among his people were the speedster Eternal called Macari, the hedonistic Circe and Athena, who was the daughter of their leader, Zuras. So these are all characters confirmed to be in um, the movie. So that's why I left this bit in, because I think it's this is quite an interesting part of Icarus's story.
3: And also, like it does sound very um, out there. And it sounds very weird when you're listening to it. But if they just present it as like it's a family or it's like a group of friends, like it worked in the movie Hercules, the animated movie. <laughs> so you just present the yeah, very Yeah, we were similar all on board scenario. with that.
2: Yeah. Um, so in the time of ancient Greece, actually, mentioning Hercules, um, Icarus fell in love with a human woman he met in Crete while battling deviants. And now... Uh, and she gave birth to a son named Icarus. Now, bear in and mind, That is going Connor, to be confusing. <laughs> no, no, no. Re- like, okay, modern-day Icarus. Remember, we don't know his actual name.
3: Did you know... By the way, this is just a random fact, but George Foreman the boxer, I think, has five sons, and they're all called George Foreman. Really? Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, like, so wait, there could be a George Foreman IV, then. Yes. <laughs> George,
3: George Foreman, one, two, three, man. four. I don't know if it's five or four, but I'm pretty sure they're all called George.
2: Yeah, but it's more than one, like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, like, to the point where it's confusing. George, it's dinner time. No, not you. Not you. Not j- it's fucking his.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but surely dinner time in the George Foreman household is <laughs> a very easy and fat-free it's affair.
3: and mean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, So the younger Icarus, who didn't share his father's eternal heritage, so he didn't have any powers, um, enjoyed being carried by his father when he flew. Um, So the elder Icarus had two of his friends construct a flight harness that would enable the son to fly on his own. However, uh, the, the elder Icarus was drawn into more battles with the deviants and was away from his son for years.
3: Oh Lord.:
2: The younger Icarus resolved to find his father using the flight harness, mm. but he soared too high into the atmosphere and fainted from lack of oxygen. The, oh. sun's, ra- the sun's rays burned out the harness's controls ah. and he fell from the sky <laughs> into the ocean.:
3: I was waiting for that. you were like he passed, I was like, "Wait, <laughs> Wait, Wait The a sun minute. burns it.:
2: <laughs> The elder Icarus buried his son and took the name Icarus as his own from then on, so that some memory of his son would endure for centuries.
3: Ah, okay, that makes way more sense.
2: That's where the name Icarus comes from. Um, And again, that's the myth of Icarus flying too close to the sun.
3: Mm, So what they're doing now is like, the, the idea is that these Eternals have always been here just behind the scenes, and so all of these myths that we've always heard growing up, they were always involved in some way?
2: exactly exactly that they're just they're they're a constant, and people have just interpreted them as godlike heroes, kind of okay, thing. so as the eternals prepared for the coming of the fourth hosts um which is at the po- in the point where the celestials um would return and determine the fate of the earth to determine whether their experiment had been successful basically
3: i can I can tell them some spoilers twenty twenty no. Fucking endless.
2: <laughs> Should have come one year earlier, lads. <laughs> um, so Zuras, the leader of the Eternals, assigned Icarus to hone his senses so that he could anticipate um, the arrival of the Celestials. At the time when they arrived, uh, Icarus had adopted the human guise of Ike Harris.
3: Ike Harris. What? <laughs> did, did he just look at Mike and was like, take the fucking M off. Nail that
2: Have that sorted there. <laughs> and he poses as a guide to an archaeologist uh named Doctor Daniel Damien and his daughter Margot Damien.
3: Is him and uh, Margot going to fall in love? No well, oh. uh,
2: gimme like a paragraph and a
3: half. <laughs> okay okay, okay. <laughs>
2: Uh, so Icarus led the Damians to the city of the Space Gods, which is an outpost in the Andes Mountains, where the third host had been based. So when they were doing further experiments, they had set up a little outpost in the Andes Mountains.
3: Ah, yeah, just step, stop over there for a little bit. Cup of tea, a bit of a sleep, get on your way again.
2: Exactly. Now, the deviants show up, uh, these monsters, and they attempted to prevent the arrival of the fourth host. But Icarus uh, awakened his friend who had been in suspended animation and got them to open communications with the fourth host, leading their ship into Earth's orbit. So what's really fucked about the Celestials um, is that like, they will destroy a planet a- a- on a whim, basically. The Eternals, as creations of the Celestials, want to defend humanity... But they also serve the celestials. Like they cannot harm a celestial.
3: So is that kind of like um, the Silver Surfer? With Galactus?
2: Yeah. In a lot of ways it is, that they're just like they they would they have their own will and what they want to do, but they are servants, basically. Okay. Um so Dr. Damien remained um with Ajax in the Andes, the friend he awakened. Um Icarus then introduced Margo to the world of the Eternals, and they became lovers.
3: Oh yeah, I was uh, I is. was shocked to hear that, but now that you mention it, makes perfect sense.
2: Makes perfect sense. Icarus joined the Eternals in revealing their existence to the public of Earth in order to quell their fearfulness of the Celestials. So Earth is freaking out because there's an alien invasion going on. Makes sense. And Icarus and the other Eternals decide, look, let's just tell them it'll be fine, we're here to protect you, that's what we're doing, we've been here all the time.
3: Calm down, it's okay, and then just behind them is just like, the place is on fire. Everything, there's nothing to see here, everyone back away.
2: That's it, but it is, as it goes on, it is looking more and more likely that the Celestials are just going to wipe the slate clean. Um, So, So like, get
3: rid of all of humanity.
2: Get rid of everyone, yeah.
3: Yeah, so that's an interesting concept where the Celestials have created Earth and everything to do with it, and they have the Turtles here. But the Turtles want to keep us there. But the Celestials, that I give them over, like, "No, nah, the, f- the experiments failed. Just get rid of them."
2: That, that's it. That's it. And so Zuras, the you know the leader at this point, um, forms what's called. Okay, and here you go. Here's here's the bit. Ba- I need you to be on board for Connor.
3: I'm I'm already uh, not on board. But go on. He
2: forms a uni-mind to determine how to proceed with the fourth host, okay?
3: Okay. So he's gone to college in his mind.
2: Yeah, he's eating beans on toast.
3: <laughs> his diet is terrible, but he's learning so much.
2: <laughs> and he's having fun. <laughs> um, so basically, Eternals can combine all of their psychic energy um, into one kind of being. If I may, Connor, it's like a yeah. Megazord.
3: Like a Megazord. Well, I mean, are you just trying to speak down to me? (laughs) And he's like, he likes Power Rangers. It's
2: like when you get two Lego blocks and put them (laughs) together, buddy.
3: Oh, wow. Now I understand.
2: (laughs) So basically what they learned through doing that, all of their mental capacity was combined. Um, And then all of the Eternals uh, on Earth merged into a uni mind to try and defeat the Celestials through psychic energy. So
3: now they've Uh, turned on them.
2: They've turned on them. they've rebelled against their masters at this. Cuz they're
3: point. like cuz they're like we're going to protect Earth no matter what. You cannot destroy it.
2: Exactly. Exactly. However, the Celestials easily defeated the Uni-mind mm. and killed well. Zoras.
3: <laughs> Went very well.
2: Went very well. Then, look, there's a whole series of fights and humanity proving themselves worthy. Um in the end, the Celestials judged in Earth's favors and departed <sighs> in peace erasing humanity's memory of them the deviants and the eternals
3: oh okay but are the eternals are they're still around though
2: they're still around they're still acting as protectors of humanity
3: right but the celestials have kind of left us alone
2: exactly now look they they do come back in a a never before seen fifth host at some point but (laughs) you know that's just so, comics so w- are Trying to one up being, themselves
3: We're basically being led By middle management So like the CEOs <laughs> are like Alright we'll they leave it Fuck it be grand The middle management lads are like We'll look after it while you're gone
2: Yeah exactly We'll we'll keep the place running We'll keep the lights on um, But then They're they, they like that ragtag group Of office workers That <laughs> they, they <do>. work with
3: <laughs> they, do. they just You know They are middle management But they also They have a bit of like A bit of crack about them They want to look after us that's it. Look guys,
2: I don't I don't like authority either, you know? I wanna have fun <laughs> I'm at <cool>. work.
3: They're <laughs> David Brent.
2: <laughs> I'm cool, I'm, just
3: like you guys.
2: Sitting backwards on a chair. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I that's interesting, but also I just my main question is, but would they not defend Earth then about like Aliens or something coming to Earth. So, like, if the Skrulls came to Earth, would they not want to defend it, or would they sit back and allow the Avengers to do that?
2: Um, it's it, look they, they do interact a lot and they cross over. Um, because superheroes are so kind of prevalent, they can kind of just present as, oh, here is a guy with super strength. You know, yeah. Um, in terms of like their enemies, they're generally fighting deviants, so the likes of Thanos and things like that. That. He
3: didn't do a very good job. I'll be honest. Not with at you. all.
2: Not at all. But he had all those sparkly rocks.
3: <laughs> we couldn't beat him. We even did a muni mind. And he still fucked us up.
2: But that's really interesting is that maybe like Thanos using the gems is what brought the Eternals to Earth this time. Oh. Just like, oh, we heard a deviant got super powerful. Like completely unstopped by anyone. Uh, yeah. That's, maybe we that's should look a, into that.
3: Yeah, no, that's a really. That would be a cool way to bring them in, because we have been, like, thinking about... Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was a wild one to go for, of all the comic books to do. But it was kind of, like, out there in terms of, if it fucked up, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, And I think the Eternals might have something similar, where if it doesn't go well, or people don't latch onto it, they could just be like, okay, well, that's a weird space thing that we did. Um, But if you're going to bring them in, you kind of have to link them to other people. So... Yeah, Thanos the, is the most powerful person in the universe. He wipes out half the universe, including half of Earth. They're going to surely be aware of that and be like, why did nobody stop him? Because I'd say they were probably still like, oh, no, they'll stop him. They'll, they'll stop him. It'll be all right. And then eventually he gets too powerful and they're like, OK, now we have to step in. Because yeah, it's Earth time, has time got for us shit.
2: to do our job at this point.
3: <laughs> Middle in, in, in management. The four years <laughs> afterwards, though.
2: No, not at all. Well, look, maybe they were all unluckily on that one half of the snap that got rid of him.
3: (laughs) How unlucky are we? (laughs) Shit!
2: So in terms of Icarus's powers and abilities, then, he has immortality, so he can't die through old age, and he's resistant to diseases and toxins. That's Um, pretty
3: good. What about, like, just a, a good old kick to the knee?
2: Oh, kick to the knee might do. certainly put him out of commission for a while.
3: For a little bit, will he go, ah, what about, um, could you stab him to death? Like, could you, if you pulled out a gun and shot him, would he die? Uh,
2: not really. He's, he has regeneration, so he can regenerate any injured or missing tissue. Um, yeah, so if
3: he's, then he's completely immortal if he has regeneration and also he can't age. D-
2: yeah, so it, d- the only re- way he can die through injury... Is if an injury disperses some of his molecules in his body uh like if it actually gets somehow destroys matter.
3: Nuclear uh, bomb style.
2: Nuclear bomb style, yeah. Um his superhuman stamina and durability as well. Um uh he can fly uh by mentally manipulating you're gonna love this word, gravitons.
3: <laughs> Look, that's just the fancy way of saying he can fly. That's he just can fly. That.
2: Yeah. He has uh psychic abilities as well. He can the likes of uh scanning minds that are less powerful than his own. He can manipulate cosmic energy, so the Captain Marvel style energy beams from the hands.
3: Yeah, you gotta love a good energy beam from a hand. That's gonna really look good on screen.
2: Uh uh teleportation he has. Oh. And enhanced senses, which he actually did through training. So he's um He just trained himself to be able to, like, hear and smell and taste and everything way better than anyone else.
3: He reminds me of Martian Manhunter a little bit.
2: Very similar, actually, now that you mention it.
3: Because Martian Manhunter is one of the most powerful beings in all of DC, but, like, he would have all of those characteristics. Now, Martian Manhunter has a weakness that is fire. Does Icarus have any weaknesses? Surely fire is one of them. He hates the sun.
2: Hey, it's the sun. Actually he's quite durable he, He's been submerged in lava for hours before oh. And he's been fine
3: um, <laughs> Alright uh,
2: I think y- you're going to see his weakness Once I go through the 1 to 7 rating system here Connor I, I'm uh,
3: assuming 7's across the board Other than 1 then
2: You'd be surprised now It's durability of 7 Energy okay. projection of 6 Fighting skills of 6 Speed of 7 Strength of 5 And intelligence of 2 <laughs>
3: Ah, it's all starting to make a little more sense.
2: So he's kind of a dumbass.
3: So he's a bit of a he's a bit of a tickle, but like well, look, he's
2: about he, as smart as a regular human.
3: Yeah, a bit of a tickle, <laughs> but he's but he's he's like so powerful that it just overcomes everything.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, a comparable character to him, um, but it is just like he's all he's very Homelander. From the boys, in a lot of ways.
3: Oh, yeah. So, like, he's just... He's so good that, like, nobody ever challenges him.
2: Exactly. So he doesn't need to be clever a lot of the time.
3: And that is an interesting... But then you also have the interesting plot line they could go into, where he's outsmarted. And, like, suddenly he has to actually rely on using a brain or using somebody else.
2: That Yeah, when it comes... When it's in terms of, like, him surviving on his own... Uh, which you could play into in the movie That he has to rescue the other Eternals Or something like that um, But it also lends very well to Having, as you said earlier Like a family dynamic kind of thing Where, yeah he's not smart But someone else is really smart But weaker than him That they all make up for each other's shortcomings As a team well, and,
3: Yeah, and, and like one is a party dude And one of them's good with machines
2: Yeah, one's uh, Leonardo Leeds, Donatello's Machines, Mike (laughs) Raphael is cool but rude, Michelangelo's a party dude. Exactly.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I picked two of them. Um, Yeah, so in regards to the other Eternals, are they, like, they're, I'm sure, very, very powerful as it is, as well. Like, could one of them beat the whole of the Avengers?
2: Um, It'd probably be, honestly, it would probably be similar to captain marvel fighting all of the avengers okay. like yeah. in the, look in the real world probably one of them could destroy any of the avengers but because it's movies and comic books they'll write away that the the heroes triumph and all this by working yeah, together
3: yeah. and also the the avengers do have tour so he's kind of the, the like obviously everyone else like Hawkeye he's disintegrated immediately but Thor is kind of the main guy that they're going to rely on
2: yeah and look the, in the comics like, I cut it out earlier but there is a, a thing that um, Asgard have like a, a, a treaty that they like they won't work with Eternals because they're like oh. other gods and they're, they're, there's a whole big backstory about a war there um, but Thor is just like they're, they're in a battle and it's either fight with the Eternals or die. So Thor is like, "I'm going to use your help because I'm not an idiot."
3: Yeah, because Thor is always viewed as like the Asgardian who's kind of different to with the most human Yeah. No, I I think the Eternals. I mean, as a concept, I think it can be a lot to get bogged down at the start. Like when you started this report, I was kind of like, "Oh lord, there's there's a lot of stuff going on." But yes. as you actually get into it, if you just break it down, it's very similar to probably 10 superhero stories we've heard before. It's just told in a different way. It's it's going to be very interesting to see how they portray that on screen to allow everyone to be involved in it. Or else let it be digestible for everyone.
2: Yeah, and look, I don't know how far they're going to go into it, whether they're going to do um, modern day eternal stuff or if it's just an origin story. But oh, the the computer also thinks it shouldn't the be com- argument. The computer story.
3: thinks it's a fucking shit idea. MCU needs to back away.
2: Fucking give me the Snyderverse <laughs> again.
3: <laughs> Restore the Snyderverse.
2: Well, we'll get into that on Monday. But <laughs> I think it's just I think it's it's a wild idea, and if it works, because this is this is as mental as Inhumans is as a pitch, and Inhumans didn't work. So if they can do it right this time, I'd be very interested.
3: Yeah, but. As we always come back to, if Guardians of the Galaxy can work, then anything fucking anything. Work. Anything can work. If Guardians of the Galaxy can make a fucking nearly a billion dollars, then fucking throw everything at the wall because that comic book is so niche and that worked. So it's just about who's the director, what's the writing like, and can people connect to the characters? It doesn't matter who's on screen, if they're likable or people hate somebody even better. Like if they hate the villain, great stuff. And if exactly, they like yeah. some of the heroes.
2: Yeah, then then it'll be a success, and you just need to trust uh, your writer and director on that one.
3: Yeah, so is that the end of the report, Sean?
2: That is the end of the report, Connor.
3: That is the first of the Eternals, Mr. Icarus. So he's the leader, Richard Madden.
2: Exactly, he would be the prime Eternal uh, at the minute in comics.
3: Okay. Um, So, we just wanted to wish everybody a massive and... I hope you had a lovely holidays, or we hope you do anyway. Um, Me specifically. Um, (laughs) But um, we hope you had a lovely holidays and uh, a great new year. And hopefully 2021 is an amazing year for everyone. Um, can't be any worse. So... Uh, also wanted to say that Thank you to everyone over on Patreon Who have supported us throughout 2020 You're all absolute legends um, It's obviously been a tough year for everyone So seeing the support over there grow Has been nothing short of extraordinary For the two of us Absolutely. Um, and uh, the link is down below If you want to go into that But Uh, Also, could anyone, if you're listening to this, could you just give us a like and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on? So, no matter what it is, it's probably going to have a love heart or just uh, an uptick or a five stars. It helps out in the algorithm. I don't know why but somehow computers think that that is better. So, <laughs> yeah, if, if if you could do that, that would be very much appreciated. Um, all of our social media is down below if you want to give us a follow at eye on that. Uh, we have a Facebook group, Detective Divelman's Discussion Group, that is over there. If you want to join that, just send in a, a member request or um, ho- the Facebook link for the group is down below. It's connected to that. And most importantly, Shaw, what do they have to do? Uh,
2: just watch... The Inhumans?
3: No, that terrible the, show. Clear, oh, sorry. We've been doing this for two and a half. Years.
2: <laughs> so you have to tell one human being that we exist. Sorry, <laughs> or one cheap. deviant, or one celestial, or one yeah. eternal. I'm trying to tie if it you. If you can the find a
3: eternal, grab him and just fucking tell him.
2: And then when he decides to destroy the Earth tell them yeah. we're sorry
3: <laughs> the Celestials are like nah fuck this <laughs> what are you talking about fucking every single week we talk one comic book character No, nah. nah fam nah a <laughs> tribe fucking blow him <laughs> <them> up
2: <laughs> I think that's um, about so it Connor
3: I think so so I've been Connor Lawler I've been Sean Liam and we'll see you next week guys bye bye